put to death that nefesh that's wrong about literally everything. I'm ready to cut loose myself. The Christian experience has to be sacrificed. Mm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandment. I want to fulfill God's will for my life. Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. Glory. Praise the Lord. Good evening. Some of you, good morning. Some of you, guten tag. And other things like that. Buenos dias. Amen. Amen. Hope you're all blessed today in the Holy Ghost, leaning not on your understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledging Him. And He will direct the course of your life in a path called righteousness. Proverbs and every other verse in the entire Bible says it's an upward path. That word there in ancient Hebrew means circular motions like an eagle ascending. In the ancient Hebrew, there was always a visualization of every word. It wasn't just like Greek today where you just get the information in your brain and you don't see a vision. In fact, in Hebrew, ancient Hebrew learning, if you didn't see it, you didn't learn it. If it wasn't heard in vision form, the learning was not complete. And so you want to revelate until you manifestate and visionate and levitate off of the earth into the heavens and be pegged there in the Father's kingdom. Now this verse blew my mind today. I'll start out with this. Matthew thirteen forty three. We engage in the Word of God until the Word is as clear and bright as the sun's light through our faces. What did Jesus say? This is the parable of the weeds. That's what they call that teaching in Matthew 13. The parable of weeds. And we know they've just legalized it, so there's a lot of it around. Amen? Mm-hmm. And it's all going to burn in the lake of fire. It has no future. It's all pharmakia. And it's all an abomination that kills the human being. The Lord Jesus Christ said in Matthew 13, 43, Then the righteous, those who seek the internal will of God, will shine forth radiating the new life like the sun like the sun if you're in the bible turn to matthew 13 43 so he teaches on the parable of weeds then he says those without weeds that have bore forth the fruit of the scriptures in their spirit will shine like the noonday sun in the kingdom of their father then he said red letters He who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. There's a shining like the sun when you understand the Bible. When you don't understand what you're reading, you're like the Ethiopian eunuch. 
how can I know unless someone teaches me, is what the Ethiopian said in the book of Acts, and Philip the Evangelist teleports five miles to do one thing, illuminate God's word. Why? So he could shine over an entire nation. So he could shine over a nation and not have a nation in darkness. So what is baptizing nations as is written? Go out and baptize every nation in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It means to cover a nation with the Son of the Word of God, with the light through the Son of the Word of God. So that clearly requires a certain level of understanding that most believers at this point in the church age ending and the kingdom age beginning don't have. But Jesus said they would shine. Jesus said those who bear forth fruit shine like the sun. So let that be a grid for you, that the sun's clarity and brightness must come down as you go up and beam from your faces. The whole understanding of the noonday sun shining forth through countenances is a common theme from Genesis to Revelation. It's not unique to the teachings of Jesus Christ the Messiah. <laughs> it's mentioned in John's Revelation. It's mentioned in Moses' Torah. It's mentioned in the prophets many, many times. Isaiah talks about it a lot. I want you to hear this. Isaiah 33. The sinners in Zion are terrified. What are the sinners, sinners doing in Zion? Zion also represents the moon, Shekinah. Sinners on the moon are terrified. Trembling has seized the godless. Ooh-wee. That's the sorcerers going down. And type that in the comments. The sorcerers are going down. Because the word says, Sinners in Zion are terrified. Amen. Then it is written, verse 14, Isaiah 33, They cry, Who among us can live with the all-consuming fire? Who among us can live with everlasting burning? So, They're on the dark side of the moon like Pink Floyd. Those sorcerers, those Kabbalists of England, Pink Floyd. They're on the dark side of the moon. They're not in the Shekinah bright holiness of the moon. They're not in the new heavens. They're in the old heavens. So those who dwell and love the old order, called the curse of the fall, fallen angels in the rungs of heaven, sinners ruling on the earth, corresponding warlock temples of human flesh and blood on earth, and their fathers the Satans on the rungs of the black clippeth above. They are terrified because of this consuming fire that comes forth when God's people shine like the sun in their understanding of Scripture. Light itself is found in God's Word mixed with your faith. You are children of light. What does it mean to be a child of light? Now walk in the light, the Apostle Paul says. A child of Shekinah. Walk in Shekinah. 
It's a commandment from the apostles of the epistles. What does it mean to be a child of light and to walk in the light? It means to walk in the understanding of the Bible. <laughs> Simple as that. It's not some crazy mystical thing. It's literally the Word. And you all got 150 Bibles on your cell phones and your tablets. But having that shining as a source of light, or the only source of light, or the source of Zion's light, the source of true Shekinah coming down from the heavens and obliterating darkness. This is why the sinners in Zion, dark side of the moon, are terrified. Because people are beginning to understand the Bible and as is written in Matthew 13, shine as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Now, what is the kingdom of their father? Jesus Christ said, in the kingdom of their father. So there's a sun, there's the good fruit of the seed, there's the understanding, then there's the kingdom and the father. What is the kingdom of the father? Come and see. He who walks righteously and speaks with integrity. Isaiah 33, who rejects gain from fraud and from oppression, who shakes his hand free from the taking of bribes, who stops his ears from hearing about bloodshed and shuts his eyes to avoid looking upon evil, he will dwell on the heights. His place of defense will be the fortress of stones. His place of defense will be the fortress of sapphire stones that is the kingdom of their father so you want a fortress of sapphire stones understand the bible let your face radiate the sun which is the written word and when your whole head is filled with the scriptures and you understand it with your heart and you're obedient to it you emit light you emit light amen the path of lightnings you're connected, you're covenanted, you're walking in the light because you're the children of light, you're the children of the living word, the light of the world. When the word came down the sapphire stones, he says, while I'm with you, I am the light of the world, Greek word cosmos, which means mm -hmm. planetary systems and constellations. Truth anyhow. While I'm with you, I am the light of the cosmos, world, it is written. I am the light of all the planetary systems and constellations. I am the light of all the stars of the heavenlies. Now I'm going to go away and I'm going to give you my teaching. That's the twelve apostles of the Lamb, the foundation of the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of glory, the city of lights. How many lights? As many as there are souls who understand God's word. <laughs> you're one of the lights. That's why he's called Father of Lights, because you're a light. Your understanding of the Bible is getting fathered by God in heaven today and forevermore. You are the students of Word Academy. Amen? Amen. Amen. He will dwell on the heights. His place of defense will be the fortress of sapphire stones. That's what the prophet's talking about. What did the Ethiopian eunuch say? Is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? And what did Philip say? Well, let me explain to you. Jesus of Nazareth. 
Let me explain to you the Messiah, the Word of God. And here's water. Why can't I be baptized? And as they came up out of the water, representing the Word, Philip was gone, raptured. He will dwell on the heights of the Word of God. He will dwell upon the stars. He will dwell upon the mountains of the heavens. He will dwell upon Zion, the moon. He will dwell upon Tiferet, the sun. He will dwell upon all the planetary systems and constellations that govern all the day, all the night, all the times, and all the seasons. See, the heavens are for times and seasons. Zodiac is mentioned in the Bible multiple times, many, many times. The heavens belong to the Lord. The heavens declare the glory of God. God has named every star in the heavens. And on the fourth day, God created the sun and moon and stars. Genesis 1, it is written. The issue is, how do the heavens and all their angelic ability over the earth, how do they work with us today? That's what we really need to know, because we know that Esau and Ishmael and the wicked sorcerers of Babylon the Great have harnessed the power of the heavens because of the stolen birthright of the Christians. Just like the Jews in the Old Testament under Pharaoh, they were stealing the birthright. They were stealing the light of the luminaries. To be oppressed... To be possessed, to be in bondage, to be in slavery, is to be under the clippeth. It's to be under the sorcerers of Esau and Ishmael. In fact, you cannot have sorcery in this world, in any nation, in any secret society, in any deep state, in any Illuminati, unless you have Esau and Ishmael. You can't even touch the heavens. You'll never even lift past the firmament. You'll never go beyond Earth's atmosphere. But if you get into the covenant of Esau and the covenant of Ishmael, and you make vows, you can go very, very high where the fallen angels are, depending on how much the fallen angels want to use you, as many have proven in Freemasonry the last 500 years, because that's all Freemasonry is. And it currently is planted in 72 nations through the imperialism of Great Britain and England in uh, 15, 16, 1700s and conquering many, many nations. And they conquered nations not just physically with military power, but they conquered nations spiritually with black Kabbalah. And some of you know something about Kabbalah, usually just enough to be paranoid or judgmental or critical or something, but it's time to now clearly understand what the enemy's done, because it's really past tense. It's how all the wars and the great wars, World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, all the wars of America were fought over these wicked warmongers. In fact, many of them in the Roosevelt letters wrote to Mussolini, wrote to Albert Pike, wrote to Stalin, wrote to Adolf Hitler about World War I and World War II and the coming wars meeting in Zurich, Switzerland, and all of those dictators meeting, even with the, the Rockefellers of New York City. And you can say it's a conspiracy theory. Well, read the Roosevelt papers. What is conspiracy theory? Usually, Nowadays, if you're watching world events, many of those conspiracy theories have been proven true. Mm-hmm. It's no longer fake news by the fact checkers on Facebook. 
They're like, whoops. Yeah, there was a lot of corruption and it's coming to the light. I don't think the lower level sorcerers are very aware of what the higher level sorcerers have been doing, not just in the last few hundred years, but since Cain. Very few actually understand it. Those, those families are so deep inside the Red Dragon's bloodlines, they don't share their mysteries and secrets with everyone. But apostles and cosmic apostles and technicians of heaven and earth, they know those things through direct revelation from the maker of heaven and earth, and our job is to expose all the works of the devil to set God's people free from the tyranny and oppression of the evil one. As is written, the sons of God are manifesting to destroy all the works of the devil. For all creation longs for something, the manifest sons to be revealed. For they are in turmoil. The word there means they're tormented. Why? Because of the darkness that is on the covenant race that are the born-again people of the Holy Ghost. Crazy that you could be on the earth and not understand the bondage and oppression you're actually in. I don't think most of Israel really understood Janes and Jambres and Balaam oppressing them and Pharaoh was the wisest wizard of them all. It is written. Torah talks about these things. Jasher, many, many ancient books are eyewitnesses of the account of the sorceries of Egypt and the oppression of the covenant race of the Jews of the Old Testament. For we know from the Jews and the promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Moses and Aaron, and all the prophets was a Messiah, a Mashiach. And he has come and he has left us his spirit and he has left us his atoning blood. And I don't think we really understand what he's given us yet. We're going to need it in the coming days. A lot, a lot of things right now are just Laodicean church age Christianity. And we don't really get the covenant of the day star. Don't really get the covenant of the morning star. Don't really get the covenant that is connected to the stars. We don't really get the covenant of the moon, government of night, and the sun, government of day. And why those things are mentioned in John's revelation in the New Testament. A lot of those things are dormant as it's written. Seal these and do not utter what the thunders and the lightnings have spoken, John. You can hear it yourself now, but don't write about it in the little scroll called the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ. Seal it up. You know when it's going to be unsealed? Now. It's going to be unsealed now, and it's that unsealing is truly the understanding of of the cosmic word, not just the earthly word. The earthly word had very little value. The earthly word, for the most part, is the salvation while still in slavery to the Egyptian taskmasters. Taxation without representation, taking half your paychecks with almost none of your policies of the desires of your heart passed in your local governments, in your state governments, or your federal governments, that's a new thing. That didn't exist for hundreds of years. Do you understand that? The level of oppression now, the measure you are being oppressed now, and how little believers and people that love Jesus Christ can do about it is unprecedented. 
It's almost like you just sit back and you can speak the truth on all social media now. Twitter, they're, they got Trump on CNN. They got all the Christians, born-again people. You can rent church time on Sunday morning on CNN. You could be Joel Olstein on Sunday morning, and they'll put you through all the airports in the entire planet. And I like Joel Olstein. What's the issue? It don't even matter how true your truth is. Unless you're in a height, as the prophet writes, he will dwell in the heights. Unless you're in the heights, on the moon and on the sun, there's no government. There's no change. There's no liberation. There's no true kingdom of their father. So the prerequisites of Matthew 13 to enter the kingdom of the father, as 1 John 5 says, the father is only in heaven, which is above the sun. Father's in heaven. 1 John 5 says, God the Father is not zero on earth. You believe it? You believe the Bible? That's what it says. 1 John chapter 5, there's three on earth that are in agreement. The blood, the water, and the spirit. There are three in heaven, and they are one. The spirit, the word, and the Father. That's what's written. Do you understand that? Let me expound on that. The word, and the spirit, and the Father is the kingdom of the Father above the sun of the sapphire stones. Come and see. His place of defense. Whose place of defense? He whose understanding of Scripture causes the sun to shine with clarity and brightness through his countenance. So when you read the Bible, understand you're increasing in sunlight. Sunlight. S-U-N. Spiritual sunlight. And if you believe anything else, I tell you what, man. You're not really engaging in Torah. You're not really reading the New Testament. You're not understanding the government of Messiah, Jesus Christ, because he said in Matthew 13, if you bear forth the fruit of my seed, which is my teaching, in your hearts, your face is going to do something. What did he say? It's going to shine like the sun. In measurements, is the sun always the same degree? No, today's a solar eclipse over America. So it's a different shining today. There's a different degree. You can measure the light of the sun. They have measurement systems for sunlight. Angels come with measuring rods to see how much light is emitting from the amount of seed that comes in your heart. And where's the angel standing in the book of Revelation? Somebody say it. On the sun. On the sun. Where is the eternal gospel preached, people, in the Bible? Revelation, what does it say? In the mid-heavens, mid-air, mid-heavens, on the sun. So we need a sun gospel without the paganism, without Esau, without Ishmael, without the mixture of sorcery. The reason why these realms are not touched yet, because it requires all the elementary things of Christianity to be fully formed in your hearts. And if God permits, he'll allow you to go to the moon and the sun and the stars and learn Hebrews 6 righteousness so that's where we're coming from today we've been permitted to go upon the moon and the sun and the stars because it's written in the word and the father himself of his kingdom of sapphire stones has permitted it we have permission complete and total permission from the one true God maker of heaven and earth who sent Jesus Christ in the flesh to die on the cross For all nations' sins who believe in him 
and obey Him to be forgiven, cleansed, healed, and raised up so that you can be changed today. What does the Bible say? In the twinkling of your eye. So your eyes are going to get it. Until the eyes begin to sparkle. One of my favorite things about transformation and deliverance and understanding the Bible is that your eyes begin to get brighter and brighter. Your souls will go from glory to glory and your faces will begin to shine like the sun at midday in its full strength in the kingdom of our Father. What is the kingdom of our Father, people? His place of defense will be the fortress of sapphire stones. Isaiah 33:16. His bread will be given him. His water will be permanent. Your eyes will see the king. Uppercase. In his beauty. Your eyes will see God. <laughs> you know, in the Old Testament, they saw God. And they were afraid if they saw God, we're going to die for we have seen God. You remember when the judge Samson was born? And the archangels are coming down. The angel of Yarevave is visiting the parents of the boy Samson the judge. And later on, after the angel flies away, what do they say? We've seen God. We're going to die. Isn't that something? Everyone thinks when they see God, they're going to die. Only part of you that's going to die is the part of you that's already dead. You don't need to fear death. You need to fear God removing death from you. Transformation is the removal, not at once, gradually, like sunrise in your hearts, of the death of darkness and sin, for sin is living below God's fortress of sapphire stones. Sin is not living according to that heavenly pattern where the angels live. This is where Adam and Eve lived, people. That's where the upper garden of Eden is. You can go right up into the upper garden of Eden. I have. I've done it in open visions. I've had my eyes open in a trance after Joel's bar just this last summer, and I told you about it on Facebook. I documented it because it blew my freaking mind. And he pulled my soul right out of my eyeballs, up the path of lightnings, and I went into the Garden of Eden. At the gates of the Garden of Eden, to my left, I saw the demon god Pan, who produces a labyrinth of confusion from the rung of Bina, Black Bina, which is Saturn, and shoots all kinds of fiery darts from Saturn upon people down on Earth with hordes of hell, torturing them, confusing them, harming them, leading them in circles, wandering in the wilderness, same repetitive sin patterns. I saw the demon god Pan. As I couldn't go into the gates of the Garden of Eden, I was like, oh, that's awesome. He's outside the gates, as it is written. Outside the gates are the sorcerers. We say the sorcerers must be the Freemasons. That's true. But those sorcerers are fallen angels. The fallen angels are all sorcerers. The fallen angels are all warlocks. Fallen angels are all bone necromancers. The watchers that fell from heaven, the one-third of the angels, and some of them are archangels, those are, a lot of those are principalities, they know the magic arts, big time. They've learned to take from the heavens one-third of the stars and use those rungs that Adam and Eve forfeited to them to oppress, to kill, to smite, 
to steal, to murder, to lie, to deceive, to completely incarcerate people in webs of lies, to mutilate DNA. They'll even strike you right from the sky. We have all these jokes nowadays about, about the Jewish sky lasers, the Jewish space lasers. Well, that ain't the Jew Israel. That's not the Jew Jacob and Rachel. That's not the Jew Isaac and Rebekah. That's not the Jew Abraham and Sarah. That's not a Jew. That's Esau. Esau is not Jewish. Ishmael, even though he was the son of Abraham, is not a Jew. People say, well, that's where the source of Islam came from. That's true. But they served the Klippeth. Those sorcerers with their orbs. You can go into Saudi Arabia and see the royal family of Saudi Arabia and the Persian Gulf and all those royal families. They're in Qatar and stuff. And they're all Kabbalists. Do you, understand? Do you know that? We said, well, Muslim. No, the Muslim is, that's how they incarcerate their slaves. But all the royal families are not Muslims. They say they are outwardly, they dress like them, they only do that to control other people, but they're not really Muslims. They're Kabbalists. You know that? You see them with their big orbs. They got one orb for the cosmos. They got one orb. When Donald Trump went over there and was broadcast, they showed him putting hands on this orb. And they had another orb. There's two big orbs. And if you study... You know, history, I don't want to go in too deep into this stuff to freak you guys out, but it's truth anyhow. There's two orbs, the cosmic orb and the earthly orb, and these nations have been having relationships with entities in those realms, in their bloodlines, oftentimes as royal families, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. What do you think the Windsor family is in Buckingham Palace? See, Buckingham Palace versus the Buckwheats. Mm-hmm. You can type that out in the comments, mm-hmm. that's a good one. It's true. It's the Windsor bloodlines versus the buckwheats, the average peasants that are not of that black cabalistic bloodline of the 13 crown families of Europe. There's 13 crown families in Europe and their bloodlines are all in Kabbalah. But that Kabbalah is not holy Kabbalah. It's wizardry. It's sorcery. You need to understand the difference between the righteousness of shining as the sun in the kingdom of your father's sapphire stones, which is your cosmic inheritance, and all these wizards, these Washington wizards, these 13 crown families of European wizards, and what they practice, because they're all about the sun and the moon. You know, Brit for Great Britain corresponds to the moon. Brit is a Hebrew word that means the moon or Yasad or Zion. The whole nation of Great Britain was founded on Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. Understand that. That's why they have so much power, so much wealth. That's the source of all the Freemasonry that conquered and through imperialism of 72 different nations. We're getting a history lesson tonight. But it's a history lesson from the Father's kingdom of sapphire stones, from his fortress. This is the Messianic kingdom telling you the truth about what has happened so you can have clarity about your human past. Because now it has come during these times to consume all the works of the devil by practicing righteousness. But who can practice righteousness? Only he who hears and obeys the words of Messiah. What about the words of Moses, bro? Words of Moses won't even help you unless you have Mashiach. What did Moses say? Unless you receive from Messiah You'll be utterly cut off from the people, Moses said. Which means you need the Mashiach. You need the Messiah. And once you have the Mashiach, the Holy Ghost of the Mashiach 
will reveal to you his word, Moses and the prophets and all the apostles of the Lamb and all their epistles and a lot of stuff that's not even in the Bible because you'll begin to have wisdom about everything. Why? Because God understands everything and he's not confused about a single thing. But the foundation must be first and foremost only the word of God. You know who has clarity? You know who's not confused? The person studying the scriptures for the scriptures. The person who studies the Bible for the Bible. The person that reads the word for the word. Come on. You don't read it to check a box. You don't read it for any other intention. I'm not doing this because I got apostolic instructions. I've been cabaled by the apostles of the Lamb. No, that's not, that cannot be your intentions, just to be a good student. That's, that's not how it works. You have to be willing volunteers in the day of the power of His Word. Psalms 110 says, you have to be willing volunteers in the day of His power. The power of what? The power of the order of Melchizedek, the righteousness of the Father's kingdom of sapphire stones that illuminates the word of God above and below to consume all the works of the devil everywhere. But the works of the devil are not mysterious. Mystery Babylon written on her forehead. Why? Because people don't understand how any of it works. I know John on Patmos understood a little bit how it works. Not all of it. He had more revelation than any person on the planet, that's for sure. But that was 2,000 years ago. He's still in the cloud of witnesses today, discipling all us buckwheats. He's discipling all of us buckwheats, all of Joel's army, all of Gideon's 300, all those who love and advance the Father's fortress of stones, living stones. Not one dead stone. It's not built out of the bones of the dead like Satan's kingdom. It's not built out of dead men's bones. It doesn't cost you that kind of death. That's religion. What it costs you is the sins that cause death to be removed from you. Those who pay that price for the removal of their sins, the forgiveness of their sins, you know, I'm so sick and tired of people saying, I'm sorry, or I apologize, or I repent, and not even to me, but to God, because that doesn't mean anything. Nothing gets washed when you say, I'm sorry. Nothing gets washed when you say, I repent. I repent. With your mouth? You can't repent with your mouth. Repent means change your inner invisible man to agree with God's will. That's not something you can do with your mouth. You've already sinned with your mouth enough, buckwheat. Now it's time to change the invisible person of your heart to stand upright and do God's will. Do the word. By hearing and doing the word, his light emits through you, and that light is the forgiveness of darkness measured in degrees. As is written, 2 Corinthians 3.18, we go from one degree of Shekinah to a greater degree of Shekinah glory by the Spirit who is the Lord of hosts. Amen! So therefore, if the degrees of glory are rising in us, Torah is being engaged. Who can engage in Torah except he that engages the sapphire stones? So people on earth that are still stuck in the mud and living as mud men in the oppression under the sun, all that is under the sun is vanity, vanity chasing after the wind, the teacher says. Well, you can live above the sun. 
The whole point of the resurrection is living above the sun. And it's not as freaking mystical and weird as people think. It's actually quite normal because it's God's original blueprint for man and woman. It actually just corresponds and fits in perfectly. And without it, you're incomplete. God created man and women lords and kings of the universe of angels. Any angel that would not come and bow before Adam and Eve was kicked out of heaven. Do you know that? Woo-wee! It's written. So we got all this stuff now where it's like, oh, man is made a little lower than the angels for a short time, it is written, for a short time. That short time is when you're an ignorant fool. Truth in it. And when you have a bunch of wisdom, wisdom builds her pillars. Now you're not under the angels. You're with the angels. You're accountable to the angels, but you're also a throne of angels. Amen? As it's written, and they shall judge the angels. We're going to judge the wicked angels and give them rewards of punishment, as we're doing today. (laughs) And we're going to judge the holy angels, giving them rewards of glory, rewards of garments. Just like the battle regalia of people that are successful during wartime or they've Uh, The Nobel Prize winners, they get all the badges and awards, or you win the Olympics, you get a gold medal. There will be rewards. God is a rewarder of angels. God is a rewarder of sons and daughters who diligently seek Him. But the sons and daughters get to reward the angels. But in order to be in that realm, you must first and foremost be out of the earth's mud and dust into the heavenlies. So I want to whet your appetite. There is so much in store for those who love him. If you love him, you will rise to him. Even if it's foreign to your humanity. See, it really costs you something. A desperation, a desire. Those who hunger and thirst will be filled. Filled with what? Righteousness, the Bible says. They'll be filled with Shekinah. If you're hungry and thirsty for knowledge without Shekinah, that's what you get filled with. If you're deceived and just hungry and thirsting for deceit, you get filled with the structure of deceit. If you're hungry and thirsty for lust, you get filled with slime. If you're hungry and thirsty for money, you get filled with wickedness and murder and strife and envy and jealousy and competition and a judgmental spirit. You get filled with the accuser of the brethren himself. He usually won't possess anyone. He's too proud to even touch disgusting human blood. But he'll rule over you through augury, through sorcery of the black stars that fell from heaven. One third it is written. And they love to just show off all their little puppets on earth. And the sorcerers that go up, the like different concerts and different things. Like, what's her name? The big Uh, star right now? Right now? Can't even remember her name. Biggest grossing concert tour of all time. Can't even remember her name. Just an absolute nobody to me. Dating one of the Kansas City Chiefs. They're like, oh my gosh, Taylor Swift came to the football game. Taylor Swift. You know Taylor Swift's Mm -hmm. a Kabbalist, right? She was a nobody doing free concerts in, like, public parks. And then all of a sudden she signed a deal with the Kabbalists. And now she's the big deal. She was never a big deal until she made a deal with the devil. Truth in hell. And now they boast about all the throngs following her, hanging on her every word. You got 
groupies going around the nations, around the states of the People nation of the USA. Out. Girls freak out over Taylor <laughs> Swift. They go nuts. Just to see if she's at Crazy. the Vikings football game when we played the Kansas City Chiefs. You had Taylor Swift fans coming from all over the country in the hopes of just seeing a glimpse of her in the stands because she's dating one of the players. That was in the headlines of the Star Tribune in Minneapolis last week. These people are completely insane. They don't sit there and judge the apostles and prophets. You know what a sinner is? Someone who's insane. Those who practice sin practice insanity. And everything is insanity except the sun shining as the word of God through our faces. Yeah. The reason why people chase after those stars is because the stars that someone like that has, if you're just on Malkut of Isaiah, you're subject to the pull of a star. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, Psh, I don't chase after Taylor Swift, I'm much better than that. I know you didn't think that, but just in case somebody else thought that, or maybe somebody else, you know, judge you know for Brennan bringing forth that material it's if you even react in that way of in your mind I would never chase after Taylor Swift you're already being cabaled and her stars have an effect on your blood it's it's a magnetism and a repulsion so if you can be it's a haughtiness yeah it's haughtiness so Uh, Each magnet has a north and a south-facing side. You're being affected by her... uh, Let's see, which is the repulsion one? Whichever side, I think... Yeah, I think at the north? north North-facing, I believe? Anyway, I am at whichever side of the magnet. If you're not the one being drawn to her, chasing after to see where her boyfriend is at with her, or whatever... Mm. Ah, Taylor Swift! Maybe some of you are like that. But the other side is... I would not. Like, you, you're you already the, being like cabaled by your stars. Like the on Fox News and Twitter, yeah. they mean, like, this is disgusting behavior. It's yeah. all in a haughty spirit. You're you actually sinning much worse than the people who are running after her star. It's more wickedness because it's self-righteousness, and you think that you're good because I'm not, you know, like that. Knowledge of good and evil. That me- Yeah, knowledge of good and evil. That means you're actually doing worse than the people chasing after her, and you think you're righteous for it, and you're just a demon. You're just full of lying demons and self-righteous judgments because you serve a false Jesus in your bloodstream right now. And you are influenced by her star more than the people running after her, and you think that you're not. And that's that's white magic. Congratulations, Buckwheat. Yeah, no, the, the pull mm-hmm. of the clippeth... It's a push and a pull. Yeah. ...has control over those who judge the clippeth negatively. So... Yeah. For instance, still controlling you them. have all the Republican conservative Christians mm-hmm. of America judging the sorcerer class of the mm-hmm. Democrats negatively. Mm-hmm. And they are negative. They're a bunch of warlocks. It's absolutely true. The issue is you can't do anything about it. And when you mm-hmm. judge them, that judgment comes back on you. And if you don't have any righteousness, right, which if means you're, you're not, not in the rungs, if you're not, you're on if you're not shining in the kingdom of your father's stones. Mm-hmm. Okay, Isaiah thirty three sixteen. If you're not shining in the fortress of the Father's sapphire stones, Matthew thirteen and Isaiah thirty three corresponding of the same place, living inside the structure of righteousness, the mm-hmm. order of Melchizedek. That's the righteousness of the Word of God on the sun, moon, and stars. If you are not in that realm mm-hmm. and you're judging it under the sun. You are cabaled in your judgments. What did Jesus Christ mm-hmm. say? It'll be specks and planks in your eyes. Exactly. 
So that's not discernment. That's being that's wickedness. You're being augured.、Yeah. That's how easily it is to be augured, and so you just people just get angry, you know. They're like, "Oh, it's just I can't turn、oh, this off." Or like、Now、the Super Bowl. Like Did、no、you、escape. see the performance at the Super Bowl? Oh my gosh! I heard they did a, a Masonic ritual.、Yeah. Oh, can you? I'm not even gonna want me as for me and my、Christians、family.、Like、we not, will not. I know a lot of you and your families are all like that, and it needs to be exposed because it doesn't do anything. It's haughtiness. It's you're literally. Worse off than if you went to the Super Bowl front. I'm not saying you need to go to the Super Bowl and watch that garbage. You need to go up in the rungs so you actually have righteousness. Otherwise, like Brandon said, it's specks and planks, which is false judgment, self-righteous judgment, because you're just you think you're discerning what's evil in the world and pointing it out. <gasps> did you see that? <gasps> well, at least we're not like that. Oh, that's horrible. Can you believe they did that? What do you have? What? You don't have any right to say anything because you're working wickedness in the dust of the earth, serving the demons crawling in your bloodlines. That's not Christian discernment. That's not being、iPad. faithful to the word. It's just earthly dirt kicking.、Mm, yeah. Okay. So if you're on Malkut Vasaya in the dust of the earth and you're down in the dust, and you're pointing out the CEOs and the look, can you believe? Oh my gosh! Wicked corporations. Eat the rich. Oh, the wicked rich. They don't, you know. Curse I know, the rich. You know, I know. This whole system is is demon possessed. It's evil. It's evil. They're oppressing us. It's evil. Or you know, look at the oh, they did the Masonic rituals and na 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 na. Oh, can you believe the way they were dressed? Oh, da da. But look, they are higher in self righteousness than you. That's just a low level self righteousness without any righteousness. Truth. So the only way you can bring judgment upon those things without incurring the judgment upon yourself is by standing in righteousness on those rungs. So whatever rung you're actually circumcised in on the sapphire stones, let's say you get to the sun and you receive the transfiguration, and then you go up to Gevra, you go up to Hesed, and then you go up to Keter. You bring you start to bring judgment on everything around you, and even in the world. Certain judgments start to come forth, based on your level of righteousness that is Christ formed within you, which is less of you and more of Him. That's the true judgment. So now, when you see that thing before your eyes, and it's judged, it's judged as unrighteous. But if you're down in Malkut Vasaya, and you're judging the sinners, oh my gosh, the alcoholics, oh, oh the or even judging the churches, judging addicts, anything. The church, there's、yeah. just zero <laughs> you could right be, to judge. You could be, yeah. You could say, "Well, we came out of the Church of Jezebel," and da da da. Well, you're still on Malkut. Still in the sand. You're still under Jezebel's tower. Still under serpents. You can't even judge. You know, you can't. Oh my gosh, the Lutherans or whoever. You know, whatever. Notice that the、judge. Bible says there's only a place of defense within the fortress of stones. I want you to study Isaiah 33 verse 16 in a bunch of translations. Look at it in Hebrew. Look at it with your Strongs,、mm-hmm. and understand what it means. It means living inside the fortress of the Father's sapphire stones. That's the place where, when the judgments come forth, it's God's word lit up with Shekinah、mm-hmm. that consumes the wickedness,、mm-hmm. that consumes the Balaam, that consumes the Laban, that consumes the Ishmael, that consumes the Esau.、Mm-hmm. Only in that realm. Is there messianic rights? 
for thrones of judgment. Mm -hmm. But the thrones of judgment are in the Father's house, Isaiah 22, 23. That you are for thrones in the Father's house of glory, it is written. I am a throne of glory in the Father's house. What's the function of a throne? In ancient times, it was for judgment. Nowadays, it's just for show. Like, you'll go get a throne and no one takes any of it seriously. They all drink beer and pour their beers out in front of Buckingham Palace. It has no real meaning other than symbolism nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you're in you know, the Middle East or something. Those, some of those royal families over there have a lot of power. But it's usually just symbolism and it's mocked. Because it's just pure sorcery. They don't have the monarchy power like they used to, mm-hmm. where you mock the king and you're beheaded in the courtyard. Or they just hang you because they think you're a witch because you spoke in tongues like they did by the thousands during the Middle Ages to Christians. They, didn't ha- they don't have that power anymore. They're losing power. All their power now is in Esau and Ishmael, and we're exposing it. But it hurts when it's exposed because you're the ones being hurt by it when you're oppressed. Mm-hmm. That is something you get over as it's cut out of you, as you understand we're telling you the truth because we sincerely care about your souls. This is not just to, oh, beat everyone up, look, they don't have any knowledge. This is deliverance ministry. Right, this is what we had to go through (laughs) ourselves to be where we are now. So if you're looking at the rungs and you want to be in the heights that we're at now and you want to go there, you want to be close to the Lord, you want to hear and see the angels, the holy angels, and receive communications correctly and clearly from heaven and be closer to the Father, you know, the upward path, who wouldn't want to do this, right? You're going to have to go through and do some of the things that we went through and did, which is, it's called getting over yourself. That's what it's called. It's called getting over yourself. That's literally all it is. All the opinion, all that self-judgment, you know, the, the specks and the planks, it's part of the process, and anyone who wants to walk in this way has to go through that judgment. The awakening that's prophesied by hundreds of prophets for these days, the great awakening of the end times, the great harvest of the end times, the never-ending revival of the end times, is simply an awakening of the Word shining like the sun in the kingdom of their mm-hmm. Father. But most Christians can't even accept what the kingdom of the mm-hmm. Father is. Because it costs yourself. Like, who we are today is not the self that started out, you know, those years ago on this journey. You know, a lot of people, they see what the new creature is as we're getting formed in it. And they're like, man, I want to, I want to be in that. I want to do that. But you, you can never take who you are right now and then just transition into that. You can never just grow into that. You have, it first takes a death to self. You have to literally... Uh, crucify that old creation that old creature it's got to go the grave clothes have to come off which means you have to die to self not just like you know an idea in your head it's an inner transformation where you literally spiritually bury the old man so it has to come at the cost of the death of the your life that you have now Right, that's the death to self. And this is not, just to clarify if we have any younger viewers, this is not a suicide word. This is not any, you know, physical killing of yourself. That is a sin, right? You should never harm yourself bodily, physically, yourself, or others. 
what this is is the spiritual dying to self which has to do with the death of your ego right the old soulish nature no amount of self-harm you inflict upon yourself can bring you to repentance it's actually the goodness of god that wants us to put to death the old man so that the new glorious life in christ can come forth a religious spirit will use the bible for self-harm and i can see it over most christians most christians usually have multiple religious demons attached Mm. to their blood and that's why there's so little understanding and so little light in their souls you need deliverance this is something that you just through humility and desperation you'll often have to lay hands on your own head come holy spirit and loose me from the Mm. devil if you have any kind of oppression you're being attacked you need to get aggressive with the demon attacking you and start acknowledging the spirit realm that's oppressing you Instead of just attacking the prophets that reveal the spirit world to you as real, start attacking your own demons, start attacking your own poverty, start attacking your own religion. I mean, that is the most beneficial thing you could ever do, is use the name of Jesus as a curse to the demon and its strongholds in your blood and your mind and in your will and in your emotions. It's a curse to the demons. That's why they freak out and weep and gnash their teeth. Don't say that. And I protest that. And people get all really tense and emotional because they're demon-possessed, manifesting the tenseness that makes their hair stand on end because they got some kind of creature in them that doesn't want to hear what the apostles that are sanctified from demons are talking about. There's a consecration being set apart from hell And not just in the earth, but up into heaven. Up into the Father's house of stones. As we've established in Isaiah 33 today. Living in the fortress, as a fortress of impenetrable walls of sapphire stones, Mm -hmm. which is the sephirot of righteousness of Mashiach, Mm -hmm. Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah of Israel. And his fortress is impenetrable, if you understand it. But it's not impenetrable in the earthly. That's why he says, woe to the Christians on the earth. Mm -hmm. Your belief systems, your, your understanding of Christianity is demonic. And that is usually too much for a person to handle of how much... Uh, influence they've had the last hundred years or Protestant Christianity, Catholic Christianity, of all Christianity, how much demonic involvement and demons mastery of the human soul is woven in to your earthly human Christianity. It's usually too much for a person to handle how active the devil was in manipulating and controlling and deceiving the Christian race. Because if you're in the churches of the Valley of Decision and Malkut of Isaiah, you are being manipulated and controlled already. You might get a little bit of freedom, but with all those new freedoms you get, they just use those other methods of manipulation. Here's the thing. I remember Bobby Connor used to say, no, um, no, Bob Jones. Bob Jones mm-hmm. would say, you can't even exaggerate it. Mm-hmm. I heard him say, if the demons took on skin, the human beings would have never have seen the light of sun their entire life. That's how surrounded you are on earth. Some of you know that. Most of you don't. You're oblivious. If the demon spirits of hell took on physical bodies, you would have never have seen the light of the sun your entire lives That is the level and measurement of all human being oppression. And it's intense. 
That's why it's written, many will arise from the dust of the earth. That's why you decree. They're rising from the demons of the earth. Amen. That's why you decree secret counsel of the Lord when you're discussing kingdom matters and your plans and things like that. It's always wise to establish a perimeter. That's why we always talk about in our training every day, 30 minutes of Torah into your eyes and ears. Establish a perimeter. Your home should already be a demon-free zone. It should be a very rare occasion that any demon spirit gets in there. If that's still happening daily, it's time to take things more seriously. Kick the devil out of your house. When you go into public spaces, release the anointing. Use the sword of the spirit and establish a perimeter wherever you go. When you're young in the Lord, and everyone is, mm -hmm. all of the leaders of the charismatic church are infants in Christ, mm -hmm. truth anyhow. Yeah, because the churches are filled with demons. But listen, when you're young in the Lord, you'll have to kill and butcher the demons that work within the darkness of the blood of the human DNA daily. I die daily to what, Paul says, to the demonic influence and the weakness of my mortal body. That's why he says, I mortify my flesh, that I crucify it, pummeling the evil impulse, impulse and destroying the demonic influence in my life. This is not just for Apostle Paul. This is elementary soldierhood of a regular Christian that learns how to beat the hell out of the person with the Word of God. Yep. Now, you understand, the Jewish sages, this is not something you do with just sticks or whips and mm -hmm. you know, people are insane so they interpret things naturally this is wisdom mm -hmm. that the word is a weapon to beat demons mm -hmm. to beat sin when it comes when the sin is beaten out of the flesh when the sin is beaten out of the blood you know what's left pure glory mm -hmm. what does it mean when paul says i die daily it's a little bit different than just a beating it's a beating to death mm -hmm. how do you think paul beat Death to death daily. Mm -hmm. if he hadn't By engaging in Torah. It was the mm -hmm. word that destroyed it through his senses. So he lived in the glory so he could author. Mm -hmm. We're the children of Shekinah light. The it, man who wrote about all the glory of God learned how to destroy the demonic influence. And it's written in the word. Amen. If he had not beat that sin out of him bodily with the word of God by studying it with enthusiasm for Christ, he would not have survived the stonings. Yeah. When they beat him, he was already beat, he was already beat up. <laughs> so now John was so extreme in his self-crucifixion of his holy Kabbalah, they couldn't even get him with the boiling oil. So to the measure that you've beat the old, you know, behemoth, the old nefesh to death, Right? Put to death the nefesh. How many times do we hear that every day? Put to death the nefesh. Why? That's going to be your only protection in the days to come is how you've t carried your cross and how you've gotten on the cross and crucified your self-nature daily. Just like Paul, if he had not been beaten that beat the sin beat you know beat the devil out of a little Bob Ross action, up darkness. then when they had stoned him. <laughs> You know, he would have died if he hadn't allowed the word to beat the sin out. But the word that the prophets usually bring is, but the people in the Valley of Decision are full of gray matter. Gray matter is a mixture of darkness and light. 
So you come and you hear about all the prophetic revelatory things of the kingdom of your Father in heaven and His light, but there's still a demonic influence from the clippeth, and so you mix that darkness with light. They're full of mixed seed. It's called gray matter. That's why you're confused. Once you get the light and you go all into the light, that's why mm. Jesus Christ said it's all or nothing. You can't serve me half-heartedly. Mm. You can't be lukewarm. You spit out of my mouth. It mm. is written. You have to be all into the light. Otherwise, that gray matter is what keeps you on the mm. earth. The reason why people that even listen to the teachings of righteousness mm. that we've preached five days a week for the last 365 mm. days but have not ascended or grown in righteousness at all, it's because they're still mm. in that valley of decision of lukewarmness mm. and they're not fully committed to the light. They're still questioning the light, falsely judging the light, mm. attacking the light, even behind our back. Oh yeah, gossiping and about, slandering about the light. And that causes. I was reading in the oral <laughs> in the oral tradition of Moses that that kind of speech and action causes infectious diseases and all kinds of different things like that. In rabbinical wisdom. So when it says "come out of her, my people," it says "come." It means come out of the gray matter. We know you all believe in Jesus. So do the demons and shudder. The issue is now be all about the light and then grow up into the kingdom of your Father's light in heaven. Don't stay on earth lukewarm with the mixture of darkness. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the drugs, the alcohol, all forms of sexual morality, all forms of impurity, and get into radical holiness, radical righteousness, and radical obedience to the instructions of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. If you love me, you will obey my commandments, he says. What are his commandments? Not burdensome. Isn't that interesting? When they asked, what are his com- commandments? The answer was, they're not burdensome. It's not hard. What's hard is the mixture of the valley because you're scared of your full commitment to light. Mm, What's hard is the valley of decision under the oppression of the gray Mm. matter sorcery, living confused. And confusion is a choice. It's not just an ignorance and, oh, I'm a freaking victim. Right, like it's God's fault. That's you blaming God. Oh, well, if God would just deliver me from confusion. It is all the devil's fault, but what are you doing with part of the devil still in you? Right, you let him in. Get that part out of you. So get him out. Amen. And go deeper into the light. How do we go deeper in the light? The only light that is available from God's kingdom comes through the scriptures. Right. Your lack of understanding and clarity, or let's say your confusion, is not due to a lack of action on God's part. It is 100% your fault and 0% God's fault. So oftentimes they do a bait and switch in the demonic kingdom. The bait that you took you thought was something good because of a sin pattern or a compromise in the inner man. So you took the bait, even though it says all men are without excuse, right? But then they've switched it up on you. It's the bait and switch. Here's the sin that you will accept that doesn't seem that demonic. And then they switch it out for something that you weren't expecting, like diseases, chronic illnesses, confusion, inability to understand. Did you know one of those curses is the inability to understand the Word of God? That happened to Jesus' disciples. It said that they had grown calloused in their hearts. They were too familiar with Him. It says they grew calloused. They were calloused in their hearts, and they had lost the power of understanding. So when you get into familiar spirits, or you become familiar with the Word of God, even Jesus Christ Himself, Mm -hmm. you actually callous your heart, 
and you surrender your power of being able to understand the word of God. So then you go into confusion and it all goes back to that familiarity. So again, it's 0% God's fault. If you're just, oh, I'm just waiting for God to clear up this confusion and maybe he'll come. You, it, you gotta go back to where you were disobedient or where you were rebellious or where you judged the things of God wrongly and repent. Otherwise, the clarity will never come. The breakthrough will never come. And then you'll continue on in confusion, not even remembering what it was you did wrong in the first place. So you have to repent while it's still called today, right? right here in your hearts. Falling in love with the instructions mm -hmm. of the Messiah and the Messiah's Holy Spirit that's present here today with his holy angels is easy. It's falling in love with the truth. He says, I am the truth. And once you're in love with truth and with his light and with his person, none of this even feels like a sacrifice anymore. Right. It's not hard to read the Bible anymore. It's fun going glory to glory. It's not hard to go to an apostolic meaning and learn the word of God more mm -hmm. strongly like this. This is like the most thrilling, exciting yeah. stuff in the universe. The issue is when you're not really on fire. You're not committed. I like what you said. <laughs> not committed. Not committed. There is so much. You have stuff you. going on in darkness and you're not all into the light. Like you got one foot in Babylon and one foot of the kingdom. So you're torn between the two. The child is ripped in half. It's likened to having holes mm -hmm. in the wineskin, Jesus yeah. Christ said. Well, it just pours out because you're, you're not all into the kingdom of light. God doesn't mm -hmm. share his kingdom with demons. That's written in 1 Corinthians. Come out from amongst them and be ye separate, it is written. You've got to be holy unto the Lord. Set apart. Mm -hmm. There is a setting apart. Consecration, sanctification in the Bible through the word shining like the sun through your countenances. When you read the word and you allow light to come in, that means you have a soft heart. That means you're hungering for righteousness. How do you get filled? The only way you get filled when you hunger for righteousness is God's word mm -hmm. coming in like sunshine. Truth, anyhow. Mm -hmm. People are going to get so filled with the light of the word that they will be like a new sun in the heavens. Jesus Christ came down in Acts chapter 9, revealed himself to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. The Bible says he was brighter than the noonday sun. He wasn't in that form when he walked the earth in his human being body. Mm -mm. He revealed it when they went up the Mount of Transfiguration. He came back down. He had the mantle of humility on. He had the skins of Adam and Eve on. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. But that's Yadavav, maker of heaven and earth, wearing the skins of Adam and Eve. That's Messiah. Well, those skins changed, and now they're the skins of the gemstones of the celestial body, firstborn raised from the dead, it is written. And you too will have those mm -hmm. transfigured celestial bodies if you continue in obedience to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Philippians chapter 3, it is written. So that person changed from looking like a normal human being. The Bible says that he's like us in every way and we can be like him in every way. And everyone's without mm -hmm. excuse. It wasn't just for one guy to come show off how great God is. That's not biblical whatsoever. That's a demon. It's not just for Messiah to come down and say, Oh, you're all sinners and I'm mm -hmm. king. No, he, he didn't need to go to the cross for that. He already had that. Hosanna, Hosanna, in the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Everyone in the world bowed down to him, including Caesar. The Romans didn't do anything. The Jews didn't do anything, right? He was king of kings, lord of lords, ruling the world. Hosanna in the highest, it is written. 
but he took all of that power, sacrificed it on an altar outside of Jerusalem, and shared it with us so that we could go up and be like him because he wants a family. That's the purpose of Mashiach. That's the purpose of the Christ, that he wants brothers and sisters in whom he's not ashamed, Hebrews says. What's the shame? Not shining with the word, not knowing the word. Knowing the word is always emitting the light of sun, moon, and stars. Mm -hmm. And if the light of the sun, moon, and stars are not emitted through you when you engage in the word, you do not know the word. Why? Because the Bible says the word created the heavens and the word comes down from the heavens. And unless you're eating that heavenly word, all the word you're engaging in is a dead letter. What makes it dead? It didn't come down from the stars, the path of lightnings of the stars and the sun and the moon. That's what the dead letter of Christian paganism is. That's where man's traditions nullify the power of the word. What did Jesus Christ say? Your traditions nullify the power of the Bible. So what's the power of the Bible that was being nullified? Not shining like the sun when they read the Bible? Not shining with the luminaries through their countenance when they read Scripture? Worshipping the Bible but nullifying the power of it. Yep. They had all the traditions. They had all of the stuff written down in every synagogue in the world. But none of them were shining. So he says you nullify the power of the word with your Jewish or Christian traditions. The issue is... That's what the Antichrist is doing in your blood. And you need to acknowledge it. Now, the first step in getting right with God is acknowledging there is an influence, an Antichrist influence that's stealing my light from my Torah time, from my scripture Bible study time. When I engage the word, I don't feel the glowing. I don't feel the shining. I don't feel the radiating. Where is the radiance of his glory? When I saw the glory of the word, it was like the rainbow on a rainy day. So was mm-hmm. the glory of Yarevave. Mm-hmm. When you read and engage the word, it should be Acts chapter 9. Jesus Christ, bright morning star, blotting out the noonday sun. Was he blotting it out? No, he had came right through it. He came right through it brighter than it. Why? Because the Father that he has descended from is brighter than the sun in our solar system. But you'll use the sun as a stepping stone. Truth, anyhow. Mm-hmm. That's why he called the sun the bridegroom's chambers. Psalms 19, the sun in the sky. <laughs> Is like mm-hmm. the bridegroom's chambers and the mm-hmm. wise virgins. What's wisdom? Wisdom is understanding mm-hmm. the scripture that goes into the sun so your faces begin to shine with the luminaries. Yep. No evil can stand or live in his presence, right? In the light of his glory <laughs> unveiled, it would evaporate, annihilate. It would just be it would just be destroyed. So he can't just pick you up from Malkut and then all of a sudden you and all of what's in you is in the light of that glory, you would literally evaporate and die because your wickedness cannot be before his throne of glory. So he wants you, he doesn't want that you would perish, right? It's written in the word of God. He wishes that none would perish. So if, if you're like, well, why doesn't he just shoot, just do it like that, Lord? No, that's nonsense. That's ridiculous. You would die. And that's not what he wants. He wants to remove the sin out of you without killing you. And so if you can just comply with his will and do it little by little, that's why it's rung by rung, Amen. right? 
if he just picked you up and dropped you into the glory of the seventh heaven, the, <laughs> the light of the Sephirot would kill you physically. Die. Like, if God picked you up and put you on the rung that Brandon's on right now, you would physically die and you would drop dead. It takes the rungs going through and circumcising. It's not acceptable, nor is it tolerable for that amount of sin. For someone who lives on Malkut of Isaiah, it's not even able to survive the light of that glory. The literally glory to glory, you. it is written. Why? Because it's not legal for that kind of, those entities in the dust of the foreskins to be that close to his glory and his brightness. And so this is the way for you to be close to him without you dying physically or being obliterated along with the sin. That's why it's the ladder of Jacob. It's the Sephirot. You go rung by rung a little bit. And sometimes those increases in glory are pretty intense physically. And I know because I track on my uh, my vital signs and things like that as I've gone up, there have been some crazy physical signs and wonders and the body physically adjusting to the heights. I had, um, which world was it? I think world nine. Yeah, this world I'm in now, uh, just going up from Malkut to Yasad of world nine, my body, like the, the blood oxygen dropped pretty low and the H, my HRV heart rate was just way, just like create different elevated skin temperature, uh, no, no infections, no sickness or disease of any kind like that. It was, uh, the tracker that I use was giving recommendations that said, oh, hey, you're adjusting to this high elevation. I thought I was on a mountaintop. It thought that I had just gone up really quick mm, to a high mountain yep. and it was recommending all those things to adjust to a higher altitude. Mm -hmm. So what I did spiritually was engage in Torah, physically eat a good meal, right? Engage in Torah, I feel fire. Get get more circumcision, right? It's always the answer is always more circumcision. That's mm -hmm. it's always more circumcision. Whatever your problem is in life, it's more circumcision. That's it. So have a good meal, get hydrated, right? So proper hydration, a good meal, recline and engage in Torah, get the circumcision, anything, you know, and you get done like that. And then get some rest and then bam, back to normal the next day, got a circumcision and went to the next rung and the body was able to acclimate to the new heights. I feel fire in my bones just talking about it. Uh, but it's wonderful impartation. What so glory. on this journey, you're going to experience strange things and no one's really going to be able to be there to tell you if it's okay or not like you know it's the whole you know this is i felt this or this happened to my this what is this is this okay normal christianity You're gonna have to get is wisdom. perfect mysticism yeah you'll be living in the mystic realm from day one yeah so you're gonna have to have communication with god because you're not going to be able to have someone every step along the way to tell you what's going on with your body because if you get into sin and you get into this into the uncircumcision you could die is that's why you get serious about it early on, yep. staying inside the city gates. Some people, they just come and go. You can do that a little bit on Malkut. You might not make it back. You might make it back. But it's more common in the lower rungs for people to go in and out. If you do that in the higher places, it's extremely physically dangerous. You're very likely to lose your life if you act like that in the high. And the heavens. Father's throne has all of his character qualities and attributes written on it. That's really the boundary stones mm -hmm. of our emotions, our feelings, yep. our thought life. 
the intentions of our hearts and our everything that we do with mm-hmm. our bodies, it has to be within the protocol mm-hmm. of the attributes of the Father, as it's written, mm-hmm. like well-beloved children imitate their Father, Ephesians 5.1. Mm-hmm. So you're learning how to imitate the perfect one, the perfect Father, mm-hmm. and His ways, His thoughts, His actions, and until that's mm-hmm. the only way that you think and act towards yourself and others, and that's being you whole. You have to, yeah. You have to, and you get that established when you're young, and as mm-hmm. more of the Father's character is formed mm-hmm. in you through your actions and through your words and thought life, mm-hmm. you automatically be promoted with the angels. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is only looking to grow you up and rear you as mm-hmm. your mother. He wants to take you from glory to glory, from mm-hmm. maturity to maturity. The Holy Spirit's job is to lead you. That word lead you means to grow you and mature you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it gets more serious <laughs> the higher you go. So there's a lot of grace in that first world for, you know, your cosmic mistakes. And we're here to correct, right? You never want to take it for granted. Never take for granted thinking that you can go out and then come back in. You should always walk in the fear of the Lord, assuming you've got to stay in. And as soon as you catch yourself, if you're going out, of the gates with your thoughts, feelings, emotions, or judgments toward others. The one you want to be really careful about is, you were mentioning this earlier, judgments towards apostles, especially cosmic ones. Can we look at the iPad? You're going to have all kinds of critical accuser of the brethren stuff try to Mm -hmm. lead you astray every day. And what you need to do with that stuff is take it to Torah and Mm -hmm. obliterate it. Let the word of God beat that nonsense, that accuser of the brethren out of you. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it will destroy your souls. Right. Amen. And I think if you understand how this works, you'll be motivated and you just get the understanding, the clarity will come here. So let's say you're down here in the Valley of Decision. Let's talk about judging, right? Judging. God's judgments and how we should and should not be judging so this is the Valley of Confusion. This is basically Malkut of Asaya. Malkut of Asaya, you just have measurements of dust and light and dust. So when you're down here, like you could be in one of these churches. You could just be, you know, working class, whatever you're doing with your life. Anything under this and you're doing with your life down here. And you say... Oh my gosh, you know, Taylor Swift. Oh God, the, the Black Sephiroth. Oh my, did you see the Illuminati show? Did you see Lady Gaga? You know, Gaga is one of the moons of Pluto. Did you see her meat dress? That was disgusting. These satanic blah, blah, blah. Every day and they is are. like Halloween. Oh my gosh, this wicked Jeff Bezos, you know. Have you seen his elliptical and his yacht? Oh, disgusting. Energy. Demon. <laughs> Anyway. Filthy elliptical demon. <laughs> so it's just look at all this wickedness, all oh, the Illuminati, da 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 da. Well, here's the thing they have a higher, even though it's pseudo righteousness, they have a higher righteousness than you. Because even though you're, a, you're a, I believe in Jesus, blah blah blah. Oh, their philanthropy and giving to charity outweighs yours by. Yeah. Millions, sometimes billions. They give billions of dollars to charity. So, because you're not actually walking in righteousness, which means you have zero circumcisions, if you want to go and say they're on, if you judge them as being unrighteous, and you're like, oh my gosh, da da da. 
Well, now you have entered the realm of the courts of the Satans. Mm. So you're in their fallen court system. It's true. Because you have zero circumcision and now you are accusing others. You're judging others. So now you've stepped into their arena, which they love. Mm. Now you're judging and now you're texting your friends. Oh my goodness, like, oh, the, what she was wearing at the Super Bowl show. Oh gosh, oh, it's just so, I can't believe what they're putting in the music. Oh. I'm just so glad that we have our little blah blah. Well, like wait, this is the mute. We have this nice. In the world. Well, for me and my kids, that's why we're homeschooling and blah blah blah. We're gonna have only play with the wooden toys and oh, did you, they this they're gonna ruin their brains. Are on the iPads all day. Did so you see much the screen new time. toy that came out from Mattel with the blatant uh, pentagram on it? Oh, we're the we're audacity. boycotting Mattel. Yeah, I'm not letting my kids play with Barbies. They're going to have a fat Barbie that's this helpful, positive self-image and whatever. You know, there's a but billion But your self-righteousness is lesser than the okay. Clippeth sorcerers, and so you're augured. Right. So <laughs> all of that stuff, again, you have the monitoring spirits all around, paying attention to what you're texting, what you're posting on Facebook, and also... Uh, in Ecclesiastes, I think it's Ecclesiastes, it talks about the little birds that carry away your thoughts. It says, do not curse the king even in your thoughts. Oh, yeah. So when you start cursing people in your thoughts and you think no one can hear it, sometimes prophets and apostles hear thoughts. It's normal for a little bubble of words to come up and you can just hear what people are thinking. The higher up you go, the more normal that is. It's not really like secret. The angels, when you're on angels, the holy angels, it's literally like, a speakerphone because they're spirits and so they your can thoughts. hear your spirit because that's the dimension yeah. you live in it's not a secret you don't thing. have all those little secret thoughts you think you have they're not secret they're like on a you're blaring from a megaphone that's on the, the top of your world. head and everyone knows right. except for you <laughs> it's like it's literally like There's you know when they have the earpods hidden in the heart I That's saw the, the real world where all spirits live. I saw the Asian earpod commercial where she <laughs> she's farting to the music. I don't know if that was a fake commercial. I saw it on on Facebook. If I just you know they put the earpods in. If I just fart with the music, no one will no one will hear me. And it's just <laughs> and she's like oh, trying to and then they start kind of oh god waving her hand. You need to repent right and, away. And but she forgets that it's no one else can hear the music. She has the earpods in, so she's just farting so loud everyone can smell it and hear it. And mm. it's just eventually, the guy says something like. We've had enough. <laughs> we are humans too. Like, you have any decency, you know? Toxic Avengers. <laughs> and she's trying to just like fart on time to the music, and no one will notice. It's like that with your thoughts when you're judging. Mm. Uh, and like, you know, yep. I have these AirPods, and no one will Create notice. <laughs> cloud of filth around your own soul. Like, There'll be times even, I think, like from home sometimes, like realms will open up a vision and you can just see and hear thoughts of nations, uh, neighborhoods, uh, certain like different people that are highlighted, like their mm. thoughts will come up and be brought before us. So it's just, and it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? It just gets A witchcraft anointing from like, oftentimes yeah, demons will want to jump on a beautiful man or a beautiful woman and you just can't get them out of your thoughts, that's witchcraft. Yeah, that's witchcraft. You take that to Torah, obliterate that, and kill that witchcraft out of your head. Those are magic spells. 
Yeah, they're trying to steal from your finances. Yep. So like oh, some women, they have those spirits and they it, it's like a it's the wall. It's a pickpocket, basically. Like some people don't want to go to jail for pickpocketing. But if you have a covenant with a demon to get people to replay the vision of you in their head, you get them. You get a portion of the money that's stolen from that believer, the grace and the finances stolen from that man or that woman. If you can get that loop played in your head, you're sending mo your money their way. You're saying you're making a covenant with a whore, which is I'll sleep with this whore in my mind or in engage in looking at their beauty and their appearance when it says make a covenant in your, with your eyes or it says, you know, do not set your eyes upon a beautiful woman. Those who sin in their heart commit adultery, Jesus Christ, yep. Matthew 5. And so, but some of these, some women actually know this and they want, that's how they get rich, right? They want to have all the sugar daddies in the world. And so they can just, as long as they imprint that image into those men as many as possible, they feel good and complimented. Paris so they Hilton's career. That's all. Right. That's what some girls, that's all they do is just rob people through lust. Yep. It's normal Babylon the great yep. activity. And they don't care about you. They don't like you. They hate lust is hatred, right? So you have to understand they hate you and they're stealing from you. And yep. it's demons 100% of the time. So just understand how these things work. So, so anyway. the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great literally has already deceived all nations. That's where you are at in the end times. Now right. it's time to come out of it. So then you could be down in here and see those, oh my gosh, that's so disgusting, these lustful women doing this thing and... Oh, I can't believe it. But here's the thing. You're in the demonic court system. All the demonic court system is based on self-righteousness. So they have this height of self-righteousness, which is much, much more than this much. Well, they gave a million-dollar charity. Oh, well, they developed a software that you use every day, like Amazon. How many of you have been blessed by Amazon, saved by Amazon? Like, oh, I, it came through in the clutch just in time. Like, you wouldn't have even survived, some of you, you know, without Amazon. You're like, I wouldn't have even survived, you know, I needed that water to come. So, actually, he's got an argument in the court of this court over here on this side. And uh, you don't. It's all, they're like, oh, well, you're a believer and da-da. So now they use the Bible to bring that law down on you. Keeping you in poverty and losing literally every court case. Satan uses the Bible <coughs> just as much as Jesus in Scripture. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the demons were using the Bible as much as God was. So that's reality. Yep. So let's talk about the more dangerous. Let's talk about what the worst thing you can possibly do. So that you'll know not to do it. Why this works. Okay, let's say again, we're down in the dust of the earth, which means you live on Malkut of Isaiah and you don't have right at least one circumcision. That's like your bona fide Jew. You have at least one circumcision. Circumcised of heart. And the angels rejoice. Mm -hmm. But let's say you don't have that. Worst thing that you can do, this is why the enemy wants to trick people into doing this. So whether it's in your heart, mm -hmm. or your mind, your thoughts, or your words, gossip, slander, judgment, 
like, oh, why are they talking about Taylor Swift? I'm better than that. Or you hear something an apostle says or something they do I'm or better buy. than Joel Osteen or I'm better than you and this, that, and everything. The only thing better mm-hmm. is the rungs. Right. So let's say we have somebody. Let's say we have somebody way up here. And there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Gotta have a great stick figure drawing, right? In righteousness. Now let's say you fault find something that they haven't had to deal with. Let's say there's still rungs up there they're gonna climb. Oh my gosh, did you see that mistake? I would never be like that, that fault. Well, everybody sins, so let's not judge, but you're like, judge, 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 judge. Oh my gosh, did you see their past when they were in black, Maltute? I would never be like that. And you just think that. Well, guess what? Now you're in the worst of both worlds. Because (laughs) you are so screwed. You are screwed. You cannot judge these people. You are totally screwed because now you're judging. When you judge any fault finding, now you're judging the clippeth. And any demon of any height, even that's beyond what you can handle, can attack you. So any demon from the top to bottom. Which means something that you're... You're level 1, level 0 Nefesh. Or with an unsanctified Ruah. You are screwed. No matter how much good you've done or you've known God or whatever. When you judge people up here. Now you're attacking Satan's kingdom of lies. And and or partnering with him. And you're attacking God's kingdom. So now, you're incurring the wrath of holy angels who might attack you. It's true. And <laughs> this one. So what do you have to protect you? Nothing. It's game over, Buckwheat. You're done. Yeah, they're all just oppressed. Now, there's some grace for that a little bit when you start out because you're a baby and babies make mistakes. And if there wasn't grace, everyone probably just die because people, the human nature is horrible. But here's the thing. You might do a little bit, and then you get corrected. Correction, no, it can't be like that, Buckwheat. Okay, sorry, my bad. And then you get a little circumcision. As long as you're making progress upward. That stuff, it can forgive 77 times. Seven. You just keep forgiving. But if you harden your heart, right? If you harden your heart, I can't receive, you put up a barrier, I can't receive any more from the people who are up here. Yep. The only possible place you can receive from is Satan's kingdom. Hell. That's pretty, that's pretty ugly. It's really sad. I've dealt with that a thousand times in ministry. It's always a sad day. Jesus wept that day. And people do it often just because they're so freaking stubborn and prideful. But they think because they had some previous experience with Jesus, you might have seen him face to face, you might have had an angel encounter, you might have had rubies, gemstones, gold dust, healings, miracles. You might even still have the irrevocable spiritual gift of healing operating in your life. doesn't matter. You are screwed. Yeah. So anyway, don't do that. Yeah, we want the Daniel chapter 12 is really important we want to 
honor the teaching of righteousness. There's a few things today. I mean, Isaiah 33 is lit. There's really uh, three chapters I think you should really... Uh, this is Saturday, so you have two days, a weekend, the next couple of days. Read Isaiah 33, Matthew 13, and Daniel 12. Those will bless you. Those are the rainbow word of God right now. Matthew 13, verse 3. Listen carefully. This is in the red letters, Jesus Christ speaking. You know it's important when he says, listen carefully. He didn't say that all too many times, but he's saying it now. Listen carefully. A sower went out to sow seed, seed in his field, and as he sowed, some seed fell beside the road, between the fields. And the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and at once they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and because they had no root, <laughs> no circumcisions, but then the sun represents righteousness, they withered away. They couldn't handle real Christianity because they had no roots in real Christianity. Other seed fell among thorns, and thorns came up and choked them out. Other seed fell on good soil and yielded grain. Some a hundred times as much was sown, some sixty times as much, and some thirty. I'm in the Amplified. He who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the crowds in parables? Jesus replied to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has spiritual wisdom because he is receptive to God's word, to him more will be given, and he will be richly and abundantly supplied. But whoever does not have spiritual wisdom because he has devalued God's word, even what he has will be taken away from him. This is the reason I speak to the crowds in parables, because while having the power of seeing, they do not see, and while having the power of hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand and grasp spiritual things. In them the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, You will hear and keep on hearing, but never understand. You will look and keep on looking, but never comprehend. For this nation's heart has grown hard, and with their ears they hardly hear at all, and they have tightly closed their eyes. Otherwise, they would see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn to me and I would heal them spiritually. But blessed, spiritually aware and favored by God are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, many prophets and righteous men who were honorable and in right standing with God, long to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Listen then to the meaning of the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom regarding salvation, and does not understand and grasp it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart. 
This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. The one on whom seed was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and at once welcomes it with joy, yet he has no substantial root in himself. No root. (laughs) Amen? But is only temporary. Only temporary. Oh, hallelujah. No root, only temporary. And when pressure or persecution often from friends and family come, because of the word, immediately he stumbles and falls away, abandoning the one who is the source of salvation. And the one on whom seed was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the worries and distractions of the world and the deceitfulness, the superficial pleasures and delight of riches, Choke the word, and it yields no fruit. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands and grasps it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, some a hundred times as much as was sown, some sixty times as much, and some thirty. Jesus gave another parable to consider, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds, resembling wheat among the wheat. And he went away. So when the plant sprouted and formed grain, the weeds appeared also. The servants of the owner came to him and said, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Then how does it have weeds in it? He replied to them, An enemy has done this. The servants asked him, Then do you want us to go and pull them out? And he said, No, because if you pull out the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, which are angels, Gather the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Gather the wheat into my barn. He gave another parable to consider, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. And of all the seeds planted in the region, it is the smallest. But when it has grown, it is the largest of the garden herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air, the angels of heaven, find shelter in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and worked into three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. All these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables, and he said nothing to them without using a parable. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things unknown and unattainable that have been hidden from mankind since the foundation of the world. Matthew 13, 36. The weeds explained. That's my fair part. Then he said to the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain clearly to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man, and the field is the world. 
And as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom, and the weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. And the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the holy angels. So just as the weeds are gathered up and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of the age. It's happening right now all over the world. The Son of Man will send out His holy angels, and they will gather out of His kingdom all things that offend, those things by which people are led into sin, and all who practice evil, leading others into sin, and will throw them into the furnace of fire. In that place there will be weeping over sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth over distress and anger. Then the righteous who seek the will of God will shine forth, radiating the new life like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And heed my words. Sounds like three parables. It's one. It's really one. It's one understanding of the word and the environment that it grows up in and the end result of engaging in Torah or reading the scriptures is what? Living inside the fortress of the Father's kingdom, which is the Sapphire Sons. Uh, uh, sapphire stones so understand this a person is only outside of the kingdom of the father because of one thing they don't understand the bible that's what jesus christ said they don't understand there's no roots there's no understanding there's no ability to comprehend the word your comprehension of the word like the angels as born-again spirit beings, new creatures in Christ, is your staying power in the holy kingdom of Jesus Christ. That's why engaging in the scriptures is the most important thing of your day, because it's literally the only way to live in heaven and avoid hell in this world. What good is it going to have benefit you if you even have a job or if you even have a spouse or a family and you're in hell? Jesus said of those people, you're better off never even being born. So he wants you all in heaven and to have those things, to have the best jobs, to have the best families, to have all the blessings. He wants all of that for you. But he's teaching you how to engage in the scriptures so you can live in the Father's house of Shekinah glory. Can we go to the iPad one more time just for a little? I think the visual is really powerful here. He wants to give you the best things, right? The best job, the best innovations. So right now, the people with the highest level innovations, all this stuff, you know, is going to come down either through holy angels or fallen angel technology. So, you know, who's going to do a better job than Amazon, right? Right yeah, nothing now. Nothing else exists. It's just because why the believers aren't that high. The heights that the enemy has for their technological advances and things like that, it goes up pretty high. It's only through Sephiroth, Sephiroth every... Uh, every high level business and development of technology there's a backing or a system of Kabbalah in it in every society in every kingdom and nation on the earth right now yep 
ev- all of them, where you see the best of a region or a city where they have really fancy buildings, really high-level service, really high-level technology, medical science and advancements, that heights of an ability versus like a poverty, like a lot of times you'll see poverty paired with religion because it keeps people tied to the doghouse, right? So if you want to keep people in poverty, keep them in haughtiness, keep them in religion, or just keep them in, you know, it could be atheism as a religion. It doesn't matter to the enemy. They just want to harvest these people into their little boxes, control the nefesh, and then have their different heights, you know, on their ladder serving their demons. So if you've got somebody up here that's doing the best, somebody up here in the Black Sephiroth doing the best, God wants to give you the best things, but in, if you're down here, there's no way you can make something better than the people who are in that unrighteous, that self-righteousness of the Black Sephiroth. The only potential is that Bezalel anointing, right? You got to go up the Sephiroth, right? In the Old Testament, it's about this stuff would come down. That's that grace coming down, the unmerited grace. You still have to obey. For them, it was obey Moses, obey the Ten Commandments, all those things. Kingdom age is you go up, right? You go up the lightning path to the throne of God. So when you're in those heights, you're in those heights, right? The white roses. Whatever it is that your destiny scroll from the Father has on it, that you're going to create something. Maybe it's a product. Maybe it's something that changes the world. Maybe it's just you're going to implement the best of um like education needs reform right everything done everything. can be done better exactly so that's when the father is gonna be like all right you have heights to sustain it now with angelic power and divine intelligence that doesn't mean you're going to be the best at everything when you go up it just means you're now going to have the ability to walk in what your true destiny is Amen. and so everyone has a different gift and a different calling and so when you stop trying to, like, you know, the making an idol out of a certain, like, being a pastor, being a prophet or apostle, or an evangelist, or something like that, it's not about being just down here, and we're all just in the dust, and we're all just whatever we're doing here on our nefesh line. Get up the Sephiroth so you can actually make a difference, because now you can go toe-to-toe with these guys, right? And you've got the angels to back it up. It's your <coughs> angels with you versus their demons. Heaven's going to win every time. Unless you're still down here in Malkut. What are you doing? It'll never work. You can't compete with that. You can't compete with their demons. You can't go and take over cities and nations. We'll just have a revival and stir everyone up in Kumbaya for 24 hours straight for 7 days praying and fasting. <laughs> You'll get something coming down because that breaks a hole in the heaven. Yeah. But it'll only be temporary and that's why Bob Jones says I hope we don't have a revival. Yep. Not another revival ministries. Bob Jones hated the idea of another revival. Why did he say that? We have those reels on Facebook. You can watch him and listen to him talk about it. Because he said it's like light for a moment and then it's darker afterward than it was before. So it's deeper and deeper darkness after every revival until you obey what the prophet actually said to do, which is get up in the stars. Get into the stars. Come out of the stone age. Come out of the dust of the earth and walk in your destiny. That's the only way you can be of any help to do anything for anyone, anything in the kingdom of God is get circumcised and become 
a cosmic Jew of righteousness. Then your judgments from that righteous Sephirot of sapphire mm-hmm. stones called the Father's Kingdom it's a true right. obliterates the other side. And mm-hmm. does, Instead of heaping stones on you. It does so much damage to them. They are so afraid of people learning cosmic righteousness. Cosmic righteousness is prophesied in the Bible as the end of the mm-hmm. curse of the fall and the end of mm-hmm. Satan's tyranny over the nations. Read First Enoch. Mm-hmm. We will definitely have world peace in the coming days. The issue is, whose side are you going to be on? Are you even going to be here to be a part of that world peace? Only those who love Jesus' word and shine in his word will live in that kingdom. Everyone else, the light will, what, will burn them up. The word, when it comes forth as light, is the judgment of the fallen angels. Once you begin emitting light, 1 Thessalonians says, when the glory is seen, it's the end of the world. That's clearly what's written in 1 Thessalonians. When the manifest Shekinah starts to come forth from the overcomers, and they start to control the lights in the world, that's when the Antichrist is obliterated. Until then, it's like a people with the mixture of the Antichrist, the religious spirit that keeps them in human reasoning, judgmentalism, a critical spirit about everything, a human opinionated demon about everything, instead of the righteousness of God in Christ on sapphire stones. When you go into the Father's kingdom, it consumes the devil. So that's the place to be. I remember it's a true saying, the fastest way to grow is to stop judging. Stop Mm -hmm. judging. You have no authority to judge. No one on earth has authority to forgive sins. You can't forgive your own sins. You can't forgive other people's sins. All you can do is kick dirt around. The issue is you got to go to the cross and first deal with your own hearts and be thorough. And you can't skip any area of your heart before God's holiness. And you just get right in your heart. And you do that daily. And you, be, you wage the Christian warfare, which is I present my body as a living mm-hmm. sacrifice, a burnt offering. An ascension offering. Mm -hmm. And everything in it, I give to God's word to obliterate anything in me that's not pleasing to him. To judge anything. What is written? Hebrews 4.12. The word of God judges the thoughts and intentions Mm -hmm. of our hearts. If you're engaging in the word of God, you're allowing your hearts to be judged. If your hearts are hardened, what you're doing is growing in the devil and growing in the devil's kingdom, opposing those that are advancing God's kingdom. And that's mostly what Christians are doing. So far, most Christians harden their heart when they hear the light of righteousness, the righteous teaching of the sons of God. When they begin to hear and listen to the preaching, is the response like, oh, sign me up. You've watched the persecution. You only have to go back a few years to look at how they respond to the videos. It's accusation after accusation. It is murder upon murder. It's the enemy channeled through these souls against the ones God sent to help them. Jesus said, this is what will happen. I will send prophets to you, but you will kill them. 
Well, they don't so much kill us in America nowadays, physically with guns, although many of them have wanted to. They kill you with their hearts. Mm -hmm. They kill you with their witchcraft prayers. Mm -hmm. They kill you by slandering behind your back, writing mm -hmm. about you, being nasty, turning everyone against you. They do anything they can to stop these people. Why? Because the darkness mm -hmm. in them wants to put out the light. Right, and because sometimes because things haven't significantly happened that seem externally bad or judgments come upon them yet, they think that it's accepted by God. It's not even accepted by God when that season of toleration, right? God talks in the Bible oftentimes of how he tolerated. He's like, this has not been acceptable to me. I've been tolerating you. And then when the time of judgment comes and they wonder, oh my gosh, what went wrong? What happened? Why God? Why God? He's not going to have it because you never repented. People think because the judgments don't come upon them immediately that they're accepted by God when they're not. It's it's barely even tolerable. He just tolerated it for a season, he hoping for them to Paul repent. From his 13 beatings, right. he allowed wicked, evil sinners, religionists who had their own stubborn belief systems to beat the hell out of him, often to death mm -hmm. multiple times. To gain a great testimony. He allows the sinners to sin against his righteous ones. The issue is, don't be in that camp. Don't be in the enemy's army. Be in Joel's army. Be in Gideon's 300. Be with the righteous ones. Be with those sacrificing their hearts. Be with those going after God's will in their inner invisible man. Do something for the kingdom of heaven against hell. You have to hate wickedness in order to love righteousness. This whole lukewarm value of decision, I'm not that radical, I'm not that controversial, I don't want to stir people up. Well, you're going to have to. You're going to pick a side before it's all over. You're either going to pick the side of the Father's kingdom of sapphire stones, or you're just going to get augured by the kingdom of hell and turn and murder the prophets in your hearts and mouths and wonder why destruction comes upon you suddenly with the fallen angels you've served. We don't want anyone to perish, but that will guaranteed happen to everyone in the world that opposes the manifesting sons of God. Guaranteed. They'll be obliterated. You have to choose this day whom you'll serve. No more delay. No more on the fence. No more mixture, no more one foot in the light and just all oh, picking and choosing what parts of the eternal gospel you want to obey. Jesus never had that. It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. And that's not radical. That is the requirement. It's not radical. It's the standard. Jesus' standard was give your whole heart, your first love. He is God. He is worthy. Your whole heart to the scripture, your whole heart to the Holy Ghost, your whole heart to the instructions of the holy angels. I will send out my holy angels and they're going to be the reapers at the end of the age. You know what it means to reap? To take a person to a different area. You grew up in that field. I'm going to put you on the top of that star. You grew up in the soil. You're moving to the moon. You grew up in the dirt, you're going to the sun. Reaping is uprooting something from a place it grew up and moving it to a different realm. The angels are going to move you from realms of 
death and hell and poverty, sin, sickness, and disease, and the angel's going to take you into the realms of the messianic kingdom of prosperity of Jesus Christ beyond anything you can imagine in your human minds right now. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, always for good, never for evil. Mm -hmm. Plans for a hope and a future. Mm -hmm. And I has not seen nor ear heard what Yadevave has in store for those who love him. The issue is not loving yourself more than you love God. Not entertaining self-preservation thoughts. Not entertaining cowardly thoughts. Disobedient thoughts. Jealous, hateful, spiteful thoughts. Because those thoughts are projections of demons influencing your spirit life. You must take your thoughts into the scriptures and let the scriptures become your manifest thoughts in the power of the Holy Spirit's glory. Amen. Amen. And it's not going to be the righteous being stoned half to death anymore. That was the church age. This is the kingdom age. In the book of Enoch, it says in the eighth week. So after this, there will arise an eighth week of righteousness. In which, and that's the, the world of Adam Kadmon coming down. After this, there will arise an eighth week of righteousness, in which a sword will be given to all the righteous to execute righteous judgment on all the wicked. And they will be delivered into their hands. And at its conclusion, they will acquire possessions and righteousness. And one of those translations says houses. So property, properties and righteousness. And the temple of the kingdom of the great one will be built in the greatness of of its glory for all the generations of eternity. And if we can go to the iPad here. So that time of the righteous being persecuted is coming to an end here. That sword of the eighth week is the right of the righteous to pray for and bring judgment upon the wicked, which is Satan's kingdom. And remember, if you're living and you're bound to the dust of the earth, that whole thing, this is getting clipped. This is getting snipped with the whole clippeth. The new earth is going to be minimum righteous. It's going to be all righteousness, which means standing on the moon. Your Malkut, your vessel in righteousness. Mm -hmm. So Malkut though, of the world to come is that moon level. All of the earthen vessel in righteousness. The old one, I saw it descending into the eternal abyss. So it's all that, all this... And guess what? All that is going into the abyss. Amen. So that means if people have fire insurance, they probably go to if they don't if they don't condemn the righteous higher things of God, they can still be saved and die and go to heaven and get their bodies later. Uh, but if that's the thing is if you're still believing in God and you just have not even one circumcision but just fire insurance, outer court, you know, salvation. If you you know you could die and go to heaven if you're not condemning the things of God. If you condemn righteousness. You have no inheritance. You have no access to heaven. You are cut off and you go the way of the evil one and the fallen angels. That's why it's so dangerous to attack this message because this is the fulfillment of what God wants to do. Yep. It's called blasphemy. It's not a joke, man. Yeah. So that's why it's such a severe thing. Understand righteousness. Oh, if I can show one more thing because this is important when you're going to learn how to rise on sapphire stones, which means you're going to walk in it. The same principle, you might say, oh, well, I'm not down here anymore. So then you might say, well, I can judge. Let's say, let's say you're on Jupiter. 
getting more stupider <laughs> in the Holy Ghost. You're having a good time. And then let's say you see somebody who's on a higher level. That the temptation for you to go into the foreskin, because remember, it it's like this between kingdoms, so there's that valley, but also inside of your DNA, do you remember the foreskins? When you go, so let's say this person just came from Mars. They go to Jupiter, they go from Gevra to Hesed. There's a foreskin and a shell there and a membrane. So this person is going to be attacking that in their own nature until that's circumcised. Each one you got to get circumcised. So this person here and then this person up here has some more circumcisions, but they're not perfect yet, right? The temptation is to judge this person. And what you'll find is as you rise, it's impossible for you to judge correctly the souls that are higher than you on the Sephiroth. It's not possible. Because we can't, those things above us, we might learn about it, study it. It's actually, I've gone up nine worlds now. You cannot fathom the worlds until you get there. It's not possible to fathom, like, eye has not seen, ear has not hear, heard. We, we hear about it, but we lack that understanding of the experience of being there. So oftentimes what you'll find is when you go up a rung, or someone will go up a rung, even if you are standing on the moon, it's not possible for you to understand the foreskin, the temptations, the, the circumcisions, the righteousness, the greater glory. And oftentimes it'll look like foolishness. Because remember, that soul at that level cannot comprehend the higher dimensions. It's not possible. And then when you go up, it's like, oh, wow, this is cool. But there's no way you can possibly comprehend it. Every, it's like mind-blowing every time you go up. And there are certain realms that you'll hit. It's completely mind-blowing. Now, haughtiness. We know haughtiness in the valley. Haughtiness in the valley. We understand that a little bit more. Haughtiness leads to poverty. Judging things higher than us. Not understanding. Definitely. Man, that temptation was so strong. But this is... Uh, when so I was a crust punk starting out in ministry as a homeless vagabond in 2006, living off of dumpster diving, I hated rich people as the enemy of success, judging towards everyone, living in condemned housing, and it was all haughtiness. Mm -hmm. It was all haughtiness. I had a boarding head spirit, spoken tongues, I had lots of gifts and stuff, but so much haughtiness that it was robbing every area of my life, and... God still loved me, and I was willing to give up everything, and he just circumcised it out of me. But people will start out in horrible situations. And if you're teachable and willing to learn, anything, no matter how deceived you are, can be cut out of your hearts. And I'm really a testimony of that. Yep. And so keep in mind, we understand on a measure haughtiness here now in the teaching, but haughtiness, when you go up the Sephiroth, Let's say you get a couple of wrongs. You're like, I'm feeling pretty good. I can, I'm on his side of Isaiah, which means I can get into some oral tradition. You know, like, oh, the doors are open to me. <laughs> now the angels are going to let me study those things I want to study now. And it's not going to kill me, you know. Haughtiness is thinking that you can experience something on this rung 
that someone up here can't comprehend or understand or has already experienced. That's extreme cosmic haughtiness. That's worse than like dust of the earth haughtiness. Why? This whole Sephiroth, it looks like heights, but it's actually depths of hell. So the higher you go in Satan's kingdom, the lower you are. Right? Like Satan, he's the worst. So even though if you're in the dust of the earth, it's a height, and it is a cosmic height. On your scale of righteousness to wickedness, self-righteousness of Satan's throne is the ultimate wickedness, which is the depths of hell. So that's why it's going to be thrown into hell. Like, the audacity of him building into the second heavens high is just like the pinnacle of self-righteous <laughs> whoredom and outrageousness. It just It's ridiculous. So... When you get into the rungs and you start getting a oh, you gotta go a few rungs under your belt, it's extreme wickedness and haughtiness to think that any revelation or experience that you're having that someone in a higher rung than you can't understand yeah. what you're going through or a revelation like you just like that thought in the heart that like you just can't understand. Like you're going through it's just like just like in the dust. When you get circumcised, those of you who are on the moon you're all going through the same thing, and you can see that now. It's the same path. It's like one doorway. Circumcised into true unity. You, you all came over, you overcame the same exact things, and you're realizing that now. When you're down on the dust of the earth, it seems like my, me and my unique problems, and it's so hard for me. No, you're just not willing to give it up. It's one way up. You give up the same things. It's the same sin patterns. It might vary person to person, the manifestation of it, but it as people are going up, they're realizing it's just the same things. So when you go up again, the next rungs, it's the next temptation. Like, you just can't understand the glory up here. And I'm just, exp <laughs> yeah, right, Buckwheat. It's the same rung. It might be a slightly different manifestation, but it's not anything special or different than what everyone else is going to experience yeah. on that rung when they get that circumcision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's not just like this, I'm unique, I'm special. Yes, you are unique and special, but it's the same glory. It's the same Jesus. Amen. If you're having some other different thing that no one can else can experience and it's only you and it's so... You're literally getting into the foreskin. So the higher you go up, if you start getting haughty like that, you're actually in a way worse place than yeah. even the dust of the earth. You just descended into the depths of hell. By going into the membrane and the foreskin. You can so you leave the gates at any level. You can leave the gates of heavenly Jerusalem at any rung. So there's a humility as you understand and go up. It's one way. It's one path. It's one faith. One God. It's one spirit. It's one baptism on the Sephiroth. So it's not just like, you know, me and my own special circumstance and case and... Nobody can understand the things that I enjoy here. You're going to experience the same thing. And we document this. That's why it's so powerful with Brandon. Now we have two witnesses uh, down to the weirdest things, like seventh world. When you get in the seventh world, we both notice like the height of senses of smell is ridiculous. Like it's heightened. And the exact same rungs. Exact same rungs. The exact same, same manifestations every the time. Sixth world. One of the worst places, uh, we both had the same exact thing happen. Sixth world from, what was it, Hod to Netza to the sun. 
there's a temptation there to go from like hot Netza mm. to the sun really fast in one day. You can't do that. But they almost got me with it. They almost got him with it. So when you know that, you put in your notes, okay, world of Berea, sixth world, Hod, Netza, Tiferet. Before moving Turning on... the marine spirits. Yeah. Before you move <laughs> on from Hod, Netza, or to Tiferet in the world of Berea, check in with the Zadik. <laughs> or someone who is extremely knowledgeable with experience who has already passed those rungs that can help you with that specific area because you're likely to mess it up. Right. Or, you know, and that's really what yeah. rabbinical teaching of righteousness that the scripture teaches. It's mapping out the path for you to walk back home to God in heaven, not on earth, above the earth, children of the resurrection. So, true teaching is always a ladder to go up higher. Amen. Yep. And you get on the moon, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing this. This is clear to me. And then you have things happening and then people down on Malkut were like how did I not see it and then literally every single one of our people on the moon was like yeah obviously we saw it and like that means you're seeing through the Shekinah which is which is um, Malkut Shekinah which is the moon so if you're standing on the moon everyone it was obvious to them because you can see it and then at that same time the same exact thing all of our people who were in Malkut were like how did I know you know it's not it's, it's not an intelligence issue. It's not because we're one way in our brain. It has nothing to do with that. Like, oh, am I just saying I'm not intelligent? I don't have to start. No. I was just saying when you go up, yeah. that you got it. It's your real spirit yeah. around other real spirits mm -hmm. in real realms that God created heaven mm -hmm. and earth with. Right. And you go up to the moon, <laughs> and there you go to Hod, you go to Netza, you go to the sun, and you're just like, well, I'm experiencing this. And it's just like you, you understand, oh yeah, that's the same thing that was what we had to deal with in those rugs. Mm. It's not anything different. It's literally that. So it's extreme pride and haughtiness. If you go up rungs and you try you go into that weird demon that's like, I'm having a special, unique experience that nobody else can understand my joys and my sorrow and my mm. suffering, twisting the scripture like that, that's a demon of haughtiness. What does haughtiness lead to? Poverty, right? Haughtiness leads to poverty, and haughtiness is what harvests uh, servants for warmongers, right? So we have to be very mindful of that. Don't just overcome the haughtiness of the dust of Malkut, but try to stay in that humility as you go up knowing Jesus already experienced everything that I'm experiencing. He already overcame every temptation I could ever deal with. Even in the, I'm a pioneer, not really doing anything new. It's just, it's already been established. We're just getting wisened up to the fact that it exists and we're walking in it. True light is the light of the Lamb, the light of humility. And when you read the word in humility, <clears throat> that light obliterates pride. Yeah. You're like, I don't have that much pride. You have 10 worlds of fallen angel <laughs> and national bloodline pride by being born of woman. Right. So you're dealing with ten worlds of the fall. That's what's mapped out by Enoch, who's Metatron, and the two witnesses, mm -hmm. I'm certain, are Sandalphon and Metatron, because that's the path home provided for us in <coughs> oral tradition to 
Go as the children of the resurrection up into the mm. angel spheres to become the manifest sons of God in the Father's mm. kingdom. Oh yeah, one more word of caution. You can't have enough of these regarding these things. <laughs> uh, if you see someone, let's say you're in a lower rung, and you see someone go into the eighth world, and then they receive their inheritance physically, because they have there are certain rights that should be given once you're legally in cosmic righteousness. There are things that you're entitled to. Right, that's what there's the the battle of the law of love versus the law of sin and death. And so as those things are playing out and those things start coming and you know happening, we talked about God sometimes allowing the enemy to do things so that he can get you know, get you seven times back, whatever, you know, when something is stolen from you before you even receive it. Right? So if let's say you're eligible for an inheritance physically because you have that level of cosmic righteousness. But the enemy blocks it to keep it from coming to you. Any interference with you receiving that once you've hit like, let's say like end of eighth week or something like that, now God has the legal right with all his holy angels to give you seven times whatever they prevented from coming to you. So you don't just have that inheritance, you have seven times that legally by the law of love, the living law, the living Torah of God to come to you. So understanding how these things work, this is a word of caution. If you see someone in the eighth week or beyond receiving their physical inheritance, mm. and out of an evil eye of envy, you have strife or you fault find and think in your heart, they shouldn't really have that, that's, that's a lot. When you go up and get the inheritance, the same thing that you wished for them will happen to you. Because you will be the, you will eat your own words, your own thoughts of your judgments toward them. So be very careful when you're judging. It's, I would say, never provoke people who are going up on the sephirah. Don't provoke them. Never provoke the righteous, right? And don't be at strife. Don't harm envy. righteousness. No harm righteousness and wisdom. Harm wickedness. Right. So because we talked about what happens is when you judge and those things come down on you. You're going to be dealing with fallen angels, and you're going to be dealing with holy angels, and no one's going to be friendly toward you. Who do you have at that point? Well, I have Jesus. I have Jesus. No. You're attacking his kingdom. Yeah. What are you going to, who is going to defend you? There's nothing left for you but destruction on all sides. So walk in the fear of God, and remember, as people start to go up and they start to get inheritances, if you start negatively being, you know, jealous of those things, that means even when you go up to that level, however you judge them what they should or shouldn't have, then that's going to hit you when you get there. And it's written down, this is how you judge someone at this rung. And then there will be weeping and gnashing when you get there because you thought in your heart and your mind, they didn't really deserve it. I deserved it. You thought you were at a lower rung and you deserved it. You mm. wanted to apply it to yourself, not to the person who's actually up there. But by the time you understand, you won't understand until you get there. Then there will be weeping and gnashing because you thought they didn't deserve it. You thought you should apply it to yourself and not to them. And so that's a sorrow and a sadness on a level that is almost incomprehensible. Mm. So don't do that. This is, again, these are words of caution. You can just simply make up your mind, I'm not going to do it. Just not. I'm going to put it in God's hands. I'm going to get circumcised. I'm going to go up. I'm going to be happy. You go up there. You go up there, boo-boo. You get your rewards. I'm going to be happy for you. I'm going to go up, get sac sacrifice of self, and get my rewards. And we're going to celebrate. We're going to kick 
all the devils out of the kingdom, kick all the devils out of the out of which is Malku mm. out of the earthen, the whole earthen vessel, get him out of here because it's in. Read the book of Enoch, see what we're talking about. Yeah, it literally says that the righteous should start praying for judgment to come upon the wicked, and then you're out here. Let's just you know, you know, for those ones, it says in the book of Enoch there is no forgiveness. It, Enoch said, let the righteous pray for the judgment to come upon the wicked. And we're just trying to be nice. Just be nice. Just be nice. Just, just no give away my inheritance. Nice. It's time to be soldiers. God knows every heart and who's going to repent and who's not, no matter how persistent he is with them. So understand the things of God. Get the circumcisions. Walk in it. And again, you want to be very careful with your thoughts and feelings towards others, especially as we got more people on Sapphire Stones. They're going to start getting their inheritances as they go up. And just remember, you go up and trust that what God has planned for you in righteousness is more than enough. Be content. And as you rise, even if the devil's blocking it, don't blame Christians. Right? If a devil comes and blocks your inheritance, you're supposed to get, I know I was supposed to get that. You'll get something better. If you continue to rise, but if you start attacking Christians who are higher than you in the Sephirot, it must be their fault. That was supposed to go to me. Mm. Now you have zero inheritance. Idiot. <laughs> Don't do that. You know, it's just these things are to me, these things are obvious. But in just in case it's not obvious, just get that in there because we want you to walk in righteousness. We want you to walk in the maximum full potential. Don't go for less than your full potential in Amen. Christ. It's just, we gotta stop. The people of God, we've gotta have, have them stop bickering and fighting each other. Each other is not the enemy. Mm -mm. If you just kick the demons out of the, out of the world into the abyss by getting them out of your nature <laughs> and bring judgment on all the wicked, you're gonna have perfect heaven on earth. So let's get to it. We'll close with this, Daniel 12. Now at the end time, Michael, the great angelic prince, who stands guard over the children of your people, will arise. And there will be a time of distress, such as never occurred since there was a nation until, until that time. But at that time, your people... Everyone who is found written in the book of life will be rescued. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake and resurrect. It's important. Those who arise from the dust, that word awaken or arise means resurrection. It's the resurrection. No rapture, but there is a resurrection. There is a rising on sapphire stones to being sealed inside the fortress of the Father's kingdom. That is the true apostolic doctrine of Old Testament and New Testament scripture. The resurrection, these to everlasting life, but some to disgrace and everlasting contempt and abhorrence. Those who are spiritually wise will shine brightly. So what does it mean to be spiritually wise? To shine with the word. Wisdom can be measured in your radiance. The radiance of how much you understand the Bible radiates your wisdom. Those who are spiritually wise will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. And those who lead many to righteousness, 
to the fortress of sapphire stones will shine like the stars forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, partner with shining like the stars forever in the teaching of righteousness. There's nothing better going on in the whole world than this, our Father's kingdom, and learning how to live in these realms. It's literally the most exciting, wonderful thing you can possibly be doing in the world right now. For such a time as this, you've come and learned the kingdom of righteousness, make an offering, sacrifice something from your heart, give something. We have given you the most precious things of heaven. Apostle Paul says, is it anything for you? to acknowledge the value of our teaching by giving monetary finances in return, in exchange for the teachings. I have given you eternal life in my teachings, Apostle Paul says. Is it anything that I reap monetarily amongst you? That's what's written. No, it's nothing, Paul. Thank you. We value the word. We will sow into it. We will support it with all our house, with the increase of our house. We will advance the apostolic agenda in these days. Get fully behind this ministry. Advance God's agenda and be blessed as you do it with vision and understanding like the sun shining through your faces in the name of Jesus Christ in your foreheads. Amen. Amen. We'll see you Tuesday.
Luxury perfumes. We're closing the store. It'll be off the internet tomorrow night at midnight. If you want to try out my perfumes, uh, use the coupon code LASTCHANCE15 at www.bbluxuryperfumes.com and you get 15% off at checkout. Awesome perfumes. All of the, the money we raise through perfuming goes to advance God's kingdom. That's all we do 24-7, 365, and nothing else. It's an awesome cause, and it will bring the glory of God into your house because it's perfumed in the high heavens. Check it out. Be blessed. We'll see you Tuesday. Amen. Yours be done, and not my plan, but your plan, Lord. And not my will, but yours be done. And not my plan, but your plan, Lord.
Yeah. I want to be in unity I want to sing 